Greetings, Bibliophiles, to five author questions, or 5AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. My name is Kevin King. I'm head of community engagement here at the Kalamazoo Public Library. And I'm Sandra Farrag, head of youth services at the Kalamazoo Public Library. So, Sandra, have you ever been called a nerd before? Oh, absolutely. But, like, where does your nerdness lie? <laughs> and, like, what area of nerdiness does your does your nerdness blossom from? Well, you know, yesterday I just went to buy glasses uh-huh. that are statement glasses. They're not ready yet. They're not nerdy glasses. They're oh, they're totally, but they're, like, the total, like, librarian nerdy Ooh, statement glasses. Nice. And my daughter thinks they're obnoxious and she refuses to look at me, mm-hmm. which means I'm going to wear them forever. You win-win. Yep. That's a win-win right there. How about you? Uh, for me, I, you know, you know, I, I, growing up, I was always into, you know, I think it's for people listening to this show, they know I like comic books. No. Yes. And then also, uh, I, I like the, the Dungeons and Dragons. So that's my nerdiness I mean, right there. Librarians are nerdy by nature. By, nerdy by nature. That, what, that's, <laughs> that's our band. That's our band right there. <laughs> we just fixed it. I was thinking the same thing. All right. Well, well super excited about our guests, but first... Let me talk about the social media stuff. We're on Instagram at five author questions, spell out five, F-I-V-E. And if you want to send us an email and tell us about how nerdy you were growing up, the email is podcasts at kpl.gov. So, and always like, share, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to us. Or we shun. Or we shun. We (laughs) definitely are into public shunning. Absolutely. Definitely. So today's guest is... Oh my gosh, she's so delightful. (laughs) Emmy Kastner is an author and illustrator of children's books. Her first book series, Nerdy Babies, is a primer for curious babies and young readers exploring an exciting range of topics from space to dinosaurs. A former high school teacher, Emmy taught English and science in San Francisco, California. Moving back to Michigan, she co-founded Read and Write Kalamazoo, a youth writing center devoted to celebrating and amplifying youth voices. Emmy lives in Kalamazoo, Michigan with her husband, three kids, two cats, and their dog. Her studio and temporary remote school is above the family coffee shop, Factory Coffee. To learn more about Emmy at her website, it is emmykmakes.com. I really want some coffee. (laughs) I want to play with the animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has lots of animals. Yeah, I want to play with them. So I want to talk about Nerdy Babies. The Nerdy Baby series draws on the innate curiosity that lives within us all, encouraging the smallest amount Smallest amount, smallest among us to explore, ask questions, and find answers. Each book is a fresh exploration of something new for all readers. The series launches with what lies below, above and below, the wonders of space and the depths of ocean. Other nerdy baby titles include Dinosaurs, Transportation, Rocks, and Weather. For more information on nerdy babies, digital resources, including coloring sheets. Yay! And activities, uh-huh. go to www.nerdybaby babiesbooks.com. Welcome to 5AQ Emmy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Like I said, we're excited to have you. So we know this is, this is our show. Mm -hmm. And and so it's five author questions, but we might go over. We we have that right. Cause it's our show with follow up questions. So you just got to roll with that. Um, But the first question here is, all right, good. Thank you. We know that your passion to get young people to both read and write on a regular basis led you to co-finding Rock, which is Read and Write Kalamazoo. What was the catalyst for this passion? Well, I love that question. Uh, here we go. Um, I think 
I've always been a person who loves stories. I loved hearing them and reading them, sharing them, talking about them. I just love stories. I love books and movies and anywhere you're finding a story. So that's big picture. Mm -hmm. But I think I can pinpoint a few things. So it's not necessarily a singular catalyst, but really, let's say, you know, like a constellation of (laughs) inspiration. Uh, So my fifth and sixth grade teacher, uh, her name was Mrs. Owings, and she really built community around books and was a person, you know, you just knew that she loved books and reading and really connecting um, everyone in our class to the kinds of books and stories that they were excited about. Um, she was a person who, um, you know, considered picture books as an art form and not something to be left behind in childhood, but something to be carried with us. And, Amen. <laughs> yep. You know, around for books, and, right? And so she was just the person I just thought the world of her. I definitely had her on a pedestal. Um, we did like readers theater and really fun things. Uh, but for those two years also, she curated like a, a classroom publishing house. And so we did peer review. There was like a whole editorial process. You know, we were having uh, literature circles about the books that we were writing or the stories that we wanted to tell. Um, she encouraged us to experiment with genre and format and all these really exciting ways that as a fifth and sixth grade, I was just eating it up. I loved this so much and I felt so seen and she just really respected us as writers and it just it meant the world. I mean, she never discouraged us or inhibited the stories that we wanted to tell either. Like I still have the, the stories that I wrote in her class. And one of them, I just laugh at because I was like, man, she really just encouraged me to tell that story. I told, I didn't know what, what format. It was like told through the perspective of Harry S. Truman's wife, Beth Truman. And I was like reflecting on his decision to drop the atomic bomb. Wow. But like, it was from her perspective, like I'm a fifth grader writing this weird <laughs> thing. And, and like the bulk of it is me talking about like, you know, I don't even know, but the fact that she was encouraging me to describe like, yeah, tell, describe what an ultimatum is. Go do it. <laughs> and I was just really a nerd about it and really encouraged. So she was really cool. And I feel like that's, spirit that mm-hmm. she had around respecting young writers and readers was something that I've always carried with me. And then I will also pinpoint um, an author visit that I had as a kid. I really loved John Cheska mm-hmm. and my the school that my mom worked at, they would bring in a lot of um, so she's school. Very cool. Uh, thanks mom mm-hmm. to go meet authors and illustrators. So she let me go meet him. Mm-hmm. I really loved like the, the true story of the three little pigs. Mm-hmm. That was so funny to me. I thought it was so great. And he was on tour. I think he was doing stuff with the time warp trio. And I stood there. My mom made me go last. So the kids that actually went to the school <laughs> got to meet him first. And <laughs> hung in the back until I could be like, I don't go here. Mom said I could meet you. But I think I, I wanted to tell him about all the stories and stuff I mm-hmm. was writing. And I think I just was nervously like, I want to be a writer when I grow up. And he just like stopped what he was doing. And he was like, well, are you writing now? And I just was like, yeah, John Traska, I am. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> and I think I talked a lot about the, <laughs> so funny. the electric typewriter that my dad would let me use. And 
he was like, that's really great. I can't wait to read your book someday. Yeah. You don't have to wait. Like you're a writer now. You're a writer. Yeah. Huh. Did you, um, Jessica says I'm a writer. Like, (laughs) did you ever, were you ever, have you met him since? Have you been able to show him, you know, nerdy baby books? Well, yeah, it was pretty wild. So the day I think in like publishers weekly, I was very excited that like the announcement of this series was in there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like excited to see it like official. And in the same day, um, he had a book announcement too for that astronaut oh. series. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, my book announcement and John <laughs> are on the same page. I was oh, so excited. So and then I actually got to meet him at nerd camp, which felt yes. very fitting. Um, and I think I just nervously said something to about like, I met you when I was a kid. <laughs> and he was like, that's really great. My life as a kid who had stories and really loved stories. And then friend was like, there's this place called 826. It's a writing center. Mm-hmm. And they're doing creative writing things, I think. Like, they didn't know exactly what they were doing. But like, there's like a pirate store. It seems <laughs> very cool and something that you would love. So I was going to go knock on the door and ask for a job. But that same day, a principal contacted me and was like, I got a teaching job. So I didn't work there, but it was in my head, you know, that <laughs> yeah. this kind of place existed. So when we moved back to Michigan, it was like all these things throughout my life. I was like, mm-hmm. now's the time to start a writing center of our own. That is a so. great story. And I want to, I haven't heard that story, so I'm really excited to hear it. <laughs> but I also want to cheer Miss Owens because she sounds pretty awesome. Right? She sounds like right? the best teacher ever. I know, right? I wish I had oh her as a teacher. Gosh. I know. Now all my teachers Sorry. stink. Oh. <laughs> Shout out, Mrs. Owings. I yeah. think she's like a literacy coach now back on the east side of oh, Michigan. Oh, that's awesome. So. Well, we like, five. We like her. <laughs> we, good, good. We have, you, have you reached out to like Dave Beggars and been like, hey, your 826 National gave me the inspiration for... Right? And so it's, it's pretty cool how this has also come a little f- full circle too because we started... Read and Write Kalamazoo, and there's a whole network of writing centers mm-hmm. that, um, you know, have been inspired by that model, and they're part of the International um, Alliance of Youth Writing Centers. So through that, like, we're definitely, we were definitely on their radar, mm-hmm. and they've done really cool things. Uh, there's a, a collective called the International, um, well, that's the Alliance of Youth Writing Centers, but there's there's this Congress of Youth Voices. And so um, I've gotten to help out with that and uh, and work with Dave Eggers and the, the, the team. So that's been pretty fun. Too. So awesome. I'll include information about Read and Write Kalamazoo Rock in the show notes. Yes. And you should go oh, yeah. check it out when you're in Kalamazoo. It's super cool. Love it. <laughs> All right. Question two. What okay. masterpiece do you wish you had created and why? Right. It's, it's funny because I... I love masterpieces. I love looking at books and songs and movies that I'm just like, oh, that is so great. But my mind doesn't really like turn on the like, oh, I wish I would have done that thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love seeing work or books and stuff. And I love, and I just feel very inspired to go make something or to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maybe that's not answering your question. But <laughs> no, it is answering no, it's it. Totally answering. So, seriously, if I was to name something that I mm-hmm. wish I could like slap my name on, maybe <laughs> uh, I would say <laughs> I would say 
Sesame Street. I oh. feel like Sesame Street is like the ultimate like Venn diagram of everything I'm drawn to and inspired mm-hmm. by and like my whole heart and being. Really, it's like the idea of collaboration and really focused and centered on kids and social justice and art and music and storytelling and comedy, like all these things that I'm like a nerd about. Um, I, I think Sesame street really is the thing. So shout out to, uh, what's her name? Joan Gantz Cooney. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, that's, that's a, I never thought about like a show as a whole, but that's right. a great, it's, brilliant. it's a brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. Thank but you. It's, it's also funny. Like as a kid for in like first grade, my mom was like, what do you want to be for Halloween? And I, and I said, Sesame Street. Okay, what character? My mom loves like making our costumes. Mm-hmm. Like, what character? I was like, no, no, no. I want to be the whole. I want to be Sesame Street. <laughs> she was like, okay, so she made me a TV. Uh-huh. I was like a TV for Halloween, yeah. like tuned into Sesame Street. Nice. Like, yeah, with the antenna and stuff. So nice. Oh, that's yeah. It's it's something I've carried with me. I still mm-hmm. be Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. All right, question three. If you okay. you could create a soundtrack for the Nerdy Babies mer- movie or show, what Ooh. songs would you choose? That is an exciting thought. <laughs> uh, a Nerdy Babies movie or TV show. Um, perhaps I'll I'll borrow from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. This is just my whole theme of I guess yes. the podcast is Sesame Street now. But I want to borrow. I love how musicians and bands would come mm-hmm. and like change their song to like meet the yeah. thing that they're talking about mm-hmm. you know so i would do that and i'd bring in like like i love hers uh so i bring her in um say that again like uh, emmy say that feet oh phoebe bridger okay cool you know thank phoebe you bridger? yes yes i love phoebe bridger um like jose gonzalez i hmm. think like uh let's bring dolly parton i mean the islands in the stream mm-hmm. we could oh we could, yeah like fuse that song to have something to do with plate te- tectonics. Otters in the stream. <laughs> Otters in the stream. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, islands. Yeah. So really, <laughs> I feel like that would be a lot of fun. That'd be good. <laughs> I, I loved when R.E.M. was on Sesame Street. Right. They did Furry, oh, furry so Happy good. Monsters. Yeah. That was pretty great. And it was so great because I remember seeing the like, bands and stuff that like I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I liked that they were there singing this song. Mm-hmm. My mom was entertained. This was great. We were all happy. So yeah, that's a let's great. do that for yeah, Nerdy Baby. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question four. Tell okay. us. You ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly none of us are ready. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about someone you really admire who is better than you in an area that really matters to you. Okay. Um, oh man, I admire so many people, uh, in so many areas. I feel like I, I get a little stuck on the better than you thing. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps this is a common. <laughs> yes. It's a common thing. People get, yes. I, I, right. I, I feel like what, what it's doing is like that statement better than you is really like tiptoeing around my imposter syndrome maybe of like <laughs> everyone's better than you <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean sure there's lots of people that are but i i think i don't I, I can't necessarily ascribe that better than you sort of thinking to like 
professional work. I just don't feel like I would ever get anything mm-hmm. done if I thought like that or if I let myself feeling some like fragile yes. nature or like by avoiding that, I'm trying to like avoid the spiral of like the darkness of jealousy yeah. or something. But um <laughs> that would be horrible yeah, if our show I'd be horrible if our show wrecked her career. (laughs) She's like, she's, I can't do that. I can't do nerdy things anymore. She was so bubbly and happy. That question wrecked her. (laughs) And now I'm just in a dark place. Yeah. I can never draw a nerdy baby again. Sad, sad babies. (laughs) I know. That's right. Right. Bitter babies. It'd be a new series. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's a new, that's a new tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Some, some dark qualities of life. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, art is subjective and it's tricky to compare yourself, but because mm-hmm. we only have our own sort of vantage point. And I mm-hmm. feel like I can look at someone I admire that like, wow, they're really good at like composition or mm-hmm. like composition. And then you know, I'm comparing, I'm only seeing their finished product to like, mm-hmm. and then I have my whole mess of like, I mean, I can get to a good composition, but man, it's hard work sometimes. And I don't see the other person's hard work. So I feel like that's where I'm like hung up on the better than you thing. But just to think about people I admire, I mean, I think a lot about a lot of books that I read and loved as a kid. I loved um, like Judith Yorst, like uh, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, a book that I just feel like me going back to masterpieces, I feel like it's just such a good book and the way that it's told in that first page of the run on Benz is so great. Um, People I admire like Leo Leone. I love Mark Simone. I love Barbara Cooney and like Margaret Wise Brown. So these are, I feel like the books that really inspired me uh, and informed, I don't know, the quality, the kind of books that I like now. Um, But there are so many people making books right now that I admire. yeah outside of books i feel like i just instantly gravitate towards books thinking about things that or people that i admire mm-hmm. um but i think of my and this is probably me rambling too but i think of my five-year-old louise mm-hmm. um she is the most generous person i've ever met mm-hmm. and someone who i'm like seeing that in her and it makes me want to be a better person because yeah. i mean she's the youngest of three and you think she'd be like smog the dragon like clamoring for any sense of ownership (laughs) of a thing. Uh Um, But she's a person who is like so happy that she just wants everyone to be taken care of and to Mm -hmm. be, you know, so that sort of generosity is really something I aspire to. (laughs) That's a very good, that's a very good answer. Very sweet answer. We have to reassess that. Yeah, it's okay. (laughs) But we have to reassess that question because there's people that challenge it and I love when they challenge it. And and then, and then so, but yeah. Thank you, though, for for taking it on and giving us a nice answer. <laughs> all right. We're all ready. We're now to question five. Okay. Which is what tactics do you employ to distill large scientific ideas, topics into a nerdy baby book? And, and then we really want to know, and we're hoping to break this right here on the show. <laughs> is your review group a bunch of genius babies? I wish <laughs> that I had that review group. I feel like that might really uh you know make my process not so complicated um i do think that i don't know maybe it's just adult tendencies to just overcomplicate things mm-hmm. and so for me i mean i try to just 
it, well, my editor and I were often laughing of like all the work and all of the conversations that we're having about, you know, what is a primer for, of curiosity for? Mm-hmm. I'm not, we're not aiming to give all the answers about the ocean or about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And really my aim is to like leave the reader with just an excitement and questions, right? So I feel like it's a constant process of me just like whittling things down and just being like, wow, I'm really trying to overcomplicate this. And, you know, while there is no great simple synonym for like plate tectonics, like it's just the idea. It's just to have like a frame of reference. So basically my process starts with like a very dry, like big picture things, but with lots of facts and then just like, where is the fun? Where is the humor? Where is the cool fact to, to like walk away with. And I think that's really what started the idea for the series. So my kid, uh, Mabel at the time was just memorizing books as young ones do. And I would love hearing her just randomly recite lines from favorite books. And I was like, Oh, it'd be so cute if it was like little science facts or something. And I guess maybe like that little kid from Jerry Maguire was in my head too. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, did you know that bees and fear or whatever he said? So maybe it was like a little bit of him and a little bit of my kids memorizing books. And I was like, that would be a really fun series and something you just didn't see at the time. And so, um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm always trying to just think about, I don't know, just to get in the head of kids. And, and, and luckily I have, three of them and I'm around kids a lot. And so just kind of what kind of questions are kids asking? That's really should be my mission driven focus of the book. <laughs> yeah. I actually, when I read your books, I do read them in the voice of the nerdy kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they just nailed it. I was like, that's how oh. I read it when I thought about it. <laughs> oh, I do love it. Uh-huh. So good. I'm glad to hear that. That's good feedback. <laughs> you caught the essence of the book. I got the essence of the there book. There you go. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. Exactly. I like that. Totally. (laughs) Okay. So what are you working on now or what's coming up next for you? So I am currently working on now. I am finishing up the sort of final details of my first um, fictional picture book that comes out next year. It's called Very Big Fall. I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm wrapping up the next two um, nerdy books in the series so that come out next year. So those are Rainforest and uh, Insects. <laughs> like, what am I reading all about right now? <laughs> um, so those, those come out next year. And then gearing up this summer, um, my next, the next two in, in the series are Dinosaurs and Transportation. So those come out in July. So it's a little bit of prep for, mm-hmm. for that launch and then some finishing up of some stuff that's happening and the very early stages of another picture book and a chapter book. Cool. Well, when they come out, we hope in the pandemic's over, we <laughs> hope to, you know, do some cool things at the library with you. Cause that would be great. Yes. Oh, always a dream. I love the library. <laughs> oh, and, and, and we love the nerdy babies. We have nerdy babies in here a lot. Yeah. I'm a big nerdy baby. Yeah, well, that's how I was talking about. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) I thought so. We can be nerdy about everything. (laughs) Totally, totally. Well, thank you so much, Emmy Kastner, for being on 5AQ today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Great. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss a single episode. And finally, we leave you with a quote from George Eliot. Animals are such agreeable friends. They ask no questions. They pass no criticisms.